Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. I am Luke, and today I'm joined by Ben. Resident football expert, Ben. How many times? He's back. He's been, he's gone international, has Ben. I did. How how was your holiday, Ben? It was lovely, thank you. Yeah, it was nice to uh, catch some rays, I believe is what they say. I believe that's uh, what they say. How, did you uh, have any yogurt? Is that what they do in Greece? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I had a bit of um, calamari, but that's probably Greek as my cuisine went, to be fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, um, we'll try, try and get some more Greek um, culture throughout the podcast. I'm sure you'll notice. Um, but today, it, we're just going to have a bit of a catch up about the football because we haven't done since the Premier League kicked off, I feel. Um, and yeah, we're just going to talk, obviously. The Liverpool Newcastle game has sprung a few um, oh, things over the weekend. Um, myself, I've been to I went to Southampton this weekend to watch QPR lose in, in with valiant effort. Um, in all honesty, uh, to Southampton, obviously. Um, but yeah. uh, I had a great pie, and I was, I was thinking I, I didn't mention it on the last podcast when we talk about pies. I had a howler, howler at QPR with the pies the other day. Um, oh no! What happened to your pies? I, I went in to get a pie. I asked for my. I think I went for a steak pie on that occasion, or a chicken pie. They didn't have it anyway, so they're like, "Oh, veggie pie." Veggie pie also is a very. I mean, I, I'm not getting a lot in there. It could be anything. So I went for oh. it anyway, and they didn't have any veggie pies. They offered me a veggie oh. pie, and it, and it was cold in the middle, so they couldn't give it to me. And then the the counter guys were kicking off at each other because. They didn't agree whether or not they were allowed to give the veggie pies out and they weren't listening to it. I was just like, I literally just want a pie here, lads. Can you just give me my pie? I ended up with a hot dog. So Fantastic. An eventful experience. It was a great hot dog, to be fair. But um, <laughs> QPR performances on and off the pitch um, are, are low. And I, I imagine the pie is probably where it starts. If they can kind of get that right, I think the performances on the pitch might start to improve as well. That's just my theory, anyway. Um, but enough of that nonsense. Um, although Ben, I would like to know your, your pie of choice. We had Ollie last week, so if you're you're in a football stadium, what was your pie of choice? And he was a, a chicken and bacon, I think he had at Bournemouth. So am I not allowed to say apple pie? Yeah, go on. Fair enough. He's thrown it out there. Fair play. Apple pie for me. Well, yeah. I'm not really a pie person. I'd rather go for a burger. Yeah, fair play. Um, but yes, today, like I said, we're going to go for a catch up. We'll start. Uh, with that Liverpool game because it was a weird one for me and, and we were talking about this in the group chat with Ollie and Sam from B2B Sports great great boys check out the podcast um, and I felt like for the first time in potentially ever I was kind of rooting for Liverpool and I was talking oh. to Ben before the podcast started is probably because it just it felt a bit like Liverpool were the underdogs even before the game and, and what played mm. out which we'll get to it felt like Liverpool were kind of going into into this not as favourites, which is rare. I don't know what you think. Then. Um, I was nervous, to say the least. Definitely was nervous. I mean, I would say we're relatively equal probably at the moment on squads and like how we've been playing recently. You know, we've not been overly convincing and they've had some toughest fixtures to us. But the main thing was that we were playing at St. James's Park, which is in one of the stadiums that you probably don't want to go away because of the atmosphere being pretty... It's up there with one of the best stadiums in England, I'd say. Yeah, if not, it's, it, it's heralded as... Yeah. 
Um, so that was a massive thing. And if the first half an hour of the game was anything to go by, I was bricking it, to be honest. I was sat in the airport. The flight had been delayed. I was watching this game and I was just getting depressed, to be honest. <laughs> I was just like, oh my Christ, this is going awful. But somehow, somehow, it went my way in the end. And we'll get on to that bit in a bit, I'm sure. But do you want to address the first half of the game? or? Yeah, I mean, well, I, like, so Newcastle do what Newcastle do at St. James's and, and everywhere. But like when it when that atmosphere comes on top of you as well, it kind of adds to it. Um and they get at you early on, and you've just got to deal yeah. with it. And Liverpool failed to deal with it. Uh, Alexander Arnold failed to deal with it. Van Dijk failed to deal with it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was was a, a messy, messy. It was scrappy. Newcastle was were, were on top, and way way the better team for. 65, 70 minutes of the game, probably. I, I genuinely, I'd say they were the better team for seventy-seven minutes. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't capitalise, and, and Liverpool stayed in the game. Allison kept them in the game. Uh, I, I think Newcastle, Nick, well, they should have taken their chances. It's their own. They're the the architects of their own downfall. Um, and like Anthony Gordon had for the first part of that second half, as as well as the first half, had um. Alexander Arnold on strings and he destroyed him time and time again. I think Klopp tweaked yeah. a little bit and Shabozlai kind of went and helped him out. I thought Endo really struggled. I know it's a bit of a baptism of fire for his first start, but he yeah. struggled in that midfield. Big I think player. I think that's one of the main things I took from the game really was about there's still a lot to be done, but we'll get onto that in a minute. But I, I definitely agree that I think for a team that's not I don't know. Newcastle needs to improve still in my eyes. Like, I was sat there thinking if they'd put a bit more money into it and they hadn't got Almer on shooting and they had, you know, if they'd got one of their transfer targets, I'm sure we'll talk on it a bit as well. Maybe we'd have got smashed like 6 0, like Tottenham did that time. Because they just, if they'd have had that extra element to kill, kill us off, just a bit more class, it would have been brilliant. I was thankful that it was only Almer on shooting. It seems nuts that they're going into the Champions League with the likes of Almiron and Jacob Murphy as they're like right wing options, to be honest. Yeah, and that, yeah, no disrespect to Almiron. He's he's like a a Premier League player now, which a couple of seasons ago you were you were not considering. No, definitely not. Yeah, um, and and he, he like you can't doubt his endeavour. But like you say, Champions League, and in these games, Newcastle need to be competing against Liverpool and did and deserved the win. So you've got to take your chances because it's not often you get the chance at ten men against Liverpool to to, right. to and and you're at them. At the majority home. of the game as well. Yeah, if you want to be up there, you've got to win those games. You have to. You can't lose definitely. those. Games. You can't draw. You can't draw all those games, but you definitely can't lose those games. Um, but Liverpool had a, a little bit of magic up their sleeve in the in the, the Uruguayan in the form of a super Darwin Nunes. Um, who I, I I just he came on, he caused problems, two unbelievable finishes. If yeah. he, I don't know how many times he he would have done that if he'd had those chances again. Um, but fair play. I don't know how that will affect his his career going forward. I think maybe that could maybe could get a bit of a purple patch, get the confidence in him. Um, oh, I hope so, but I doubt it. 
yeah, think I, it was nice, but I I just think let's not just assume that he's going to do that in every game now because we've had it before where he's it, it literally happened last season. He scored twice against Newcastle last season, and he still only managed however many goals. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it was exactly the substitution you needed. A bit of chaos. Um, but yeah, Newcastle let their foot off the gas. That the like they suck with that high line, and, and they just yeah, they just they should they just had to. We got lucky as well, like absolutely. But we got you need that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the bit there are things I need to take from this game though, as a Liverpool fan who sees you know a lot of Liverpool-based Twitters, Twitters, sorry, tweets, TikToks, all the like. Can we just say, yeah, we won, but we didn't deserve to win at all. There is still a lot to be done here. Um, we still, realistically, we still need a midfielder. And now we need probably two centre-backs. If it was not clear before, we need at least two. I'd say one, minimum. You have to get one more in. But it's not going to... I don't think we're going to sign anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, no, I mean... I mean, there's two... I, I, I think this, like, result of performance... It just grinding it out. I mean, admittedly, a lot of it was due to Allison and, and poor finishing from Newcastle. But to get something out for that and just grind it, that's such a huge result for that for Newcastle and for Liverpool. Sorry. Um, mm. And I think I would be very positive coming out of that. But yeah, like you say, the hole in midfield is still there. Even though I mean, like it, I say, and it, those it first... definitely made me it made me positive coming out of it, seeing that we've won a game. Because I was like, oh my God, next season's going to happen again. No, sorry, last season's going to re- repeat itself here. We've we've not been overly convinced. You know, like even the Chelsea game. And Chelsea don't look incredible yet. I'm sure we'll get on to them as well in a minute. But like even that, like, oh, I was just, we've, there's so much still to be done and we've not done it. Yeah, we've brought in these yeah. nice players, whatever, but there's still lots to be fin- sorted out and it's not done yet. And I was getting stressed. Yeah. So after Nunes scored the two, I was like, I need to remember this because obviously I'm on cloud nine that we've beaten Newcastle and one of my favourite players in the team scored a brace. He's had so much hatred and Klopp shushing Jason Tindall, even though he's not. You know, it's all great. But can we still remember the problems we had for the 77 minutes? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that's true. And there is those kind of two sides to it. It's like, like if you take away, if you just ignore the performances, you've come your first three games, you've beaten Newcastle away from home with ten men, you've won your home game Chelsea away with, with with ten men, and then you've and yeah, and you've drew gone away to Chelsea and drew as well. So performance wise, there's stuff to be worked on, and there's still that clear hole in the central midfield part, but it's not all bad. No, certainly not bad. Um... Like, I'm lucky that, you know, we've got seven points from nine. Definitely would have taken that. I just think, you know, and we've played two very tough teams away from home, like you say. So that's um, that's nice. They're both on the up. But yeah, still work to do because the second we lose one, I think that's where it could spiral a bit because that's what Liverpool do. We spiral. Just classic Liverpool, really. Yeah, it's, it's that time of the season where, like, you, yeah, there's that and then... It, it feels like it. It's like it literally could go either way because Liverpool also feel like the club under Klopp, especially. You could spiral and, and out of control, but if the, if you can keep this confidence up, then yeah. If, if you get into let's say six seven games and you're still on this decent run, then you're like, hang on. Then you start building some form. Yeah, yeah, and the confidence is up. So 
yeah, yes, desperately need a centre back and a defensive midfielder. Um, I don't. I mean, it's it's nearly deadline day, so you haven't got. Mate, I apparently we're talking to Gravenberg now, which yeah. is great because I think I think if you gave me the choice of the two, I would still take a midfielder over a, a centre yeah. back. We've got four centre backs at the club. Have we? Like, we've got five if you count Nat Phillips, and I think he'd do a job. He, he's not. It's not like when Van Dyke was injured, where it's going to be. Oh, touch wood anyway, where it's going to be you're playing all season, you know, but he'd do a job for a few games now that Van Dyke's probably going to get. And you've got that new young lad who I've not actually heard of before that came on against. Yeah, um, yeah, he was cool as well, but I'm not going to put my hopes on the youth yeah, again. True. But um, I think the last thing I'll say on the Liverpool Newcastle game was just for the first half, I was just fuming. You can You can ask a few of the people I was talking to about it during the game. I was so cross with Klopp. I was just sat there like, I've never doubted Klopp, but this game is making me doubt Klopp. Why is, I don't know how much to blame Klopp for. Why have we not signed players? We needed to rebuild our midfield. Yes, Sabaz like yes, McAllister, a fantastic signing. Endo's not bad, but we needed to rebuild. We let Fabinho, we let Henderson go. We let half the mid, we've let more than half our midfield go. Why the flip have we not signed another player? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's I what I was just doubting Klopp, but I don't know how much I need to blame Klopp for that because he did show touching, tried to get Caicedo in, didn't go down. Where's that money going now? Where's the hundred million we put on Caicedo? Put it somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's a great point. To be fair, and yeah, I don't, it, yeah, in my opinion, I, I don't think it's it's down to Klopp. I think if you if he said, go and get, I'm pretty, I'm sure he's like, yeah, let's go and get someone. It's, it's not, I guess it's not up to him to, to splash the cash. But yeah, it's a good point. If you had 100 million yeah. on Caicedo's head, then why aren't you putting your money somewhere else? So that is a weird one. I just, I just like get Kimmich in. <laughs> That's the one thing. That to just get him in. Oh, yeah. oh well. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he'd want to come for some reason. Yeah. So, um, and just briefly, because I've been, I don't know if anyone's seen our Twitter or the replies recently. I, I was, was doing a bit of defending of the referees um, because it's been kicking off over the weekend and and that Newcastle game is one of them. I just think we don't want want to talk about too much but just let the rest ref and and it's always, oh we just want consistency but football's not a consistent game. Like that Newcastle-Liverpool game was hectic and you can't referee that game exactly the same as you can Brighton-West Ham. You can't because it's two completely different games and and they were like, well, um, Jolinton needs two bookings for his for getting the cards out, and everyone's getting booked left, right, and centre. You can't just keep sending. You can't just keep booking everyone, can you? No, just, it was and a great game with of like... football. Just enjoy it. Stop flipping talking about the refs and enjoy the fair enough. If you're a Newcastle fan, getting at that, I get it. The same as Liverpool, you're obviously going to have your biases. But if it's somebody else, just enjoy that game as a neutral. Don't flip and moan about the refs all the time. I just think as well, um, it will come back around. We're four games. We've had three games each now. You know, Liverpool, arguably, this is from a Liverpool fan, arguably we've had some dodgy decisions. But, you know, we've also had some decisions go our way. Like, Sabozlai, for example, in that penalty against Bournemouth, does he make a hell of a meal out of it? Yeah. Is it a penalty? Probably. But it could have easily not been a penalty. Yeah, I think you I know, think they're like, trying to let the refs ref more this season. So if he gives it, you kind of try and I think VAR is trying to see at what he saw, and if they can, then they leave it, which is probably like that. And the same if he if he hadn't given that Shabazz penalty, I don't think they would have changed it either. 
but that's fine by me. I don't, there's not been anything that I've thought is complete. I mean, there's been a couple, but there is always a couple. So just it'll come back. It'll come back around. It will come back around. But it also, in all fairness to the FA or whoever is in charge, it also seems like they're punishing refs. That guy got sat uh, got suspended for a week when yeah. he made that call about Onana. Like, I I quite like what they're doing. Like they've had a look at the refereeing, haven't they? They've they've had a look at the rules in general. Um, the whole added time thing, I think, is brilliant. Yeah, I think people just love to moan about refs, but just have a look at the football. Like, let's just watch the football, shall we? Like, so, so yeah. like, of course, when I'm in the stands, I'm standing up and shouting for every decision. But the same when I sit back down and I, I, I whisper to my dad, that's never offside. When, I, when I'm screaming yeah. for an offside yeah. five seconds earlier. Like, it just that's just what it is. Like, that's football. So let's just get on with it. I suppose the last thing we should have talked about with the um, the Liverpool game was the red card for Van Dijk. Yeah, which is um, a red, no matter what Jamie Carragher It's does. definitely a red. <laughs> you can show me whatever angle you want that best proves that it's not a red. It's still a red if you look at it from the worst angle. Um, I am absolutely fuming that he didn't just go, yeah, I've, I have fouled him here. Just walk off the pitch. Now he's put himself in trouble. Put the club that have already got scarce um, centre-back choices. Now it's going to be Matip and Gomez by the look. Well, hopefully... Maybe we'll get a bit of Yorel Kinter or whatever he says now. I don't know. Maybe we'll get him. But those are the two that are going to start because Canate's injured by the way. So yeah. brilliant. Thanks yeah, a lot, no, Verge. It's um, it's not. It's it's just because it doesn't look like a red. If that makes sense, isn't it? That's the yeah. like, that's the all I can see from it. Is it seems like a weird red card because it doesn't look like he's clattered him. But the position he was, he's a, and it was, and it wasn't in the box either. Yeah, one touch. If he if he gets the touch, which he isn't allowed to, because Van Dijk's just blown him up. Um, yeah. Then, then he then he's from goal. So it's literally as simple as that. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's definitely a foul. You can't say it's not. I'm not having it. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's let's have a quick brief read over the rest of the Premier League as well from this weekend and and then we'll get into we're going to do our transfer 11 um that won't be the end of the transfer episodes either because we will be doing next week I think hopefully we're going to do it on Monday so just after the window's closed um we're going to do a uh ranking everyone's Premier League summer window um so look forward yes. to that one because that's always fun um to see what we agree and, and disagree on but yeah so we've got Man City scraping a, a win against Sheffield United away, which is could have been an unbelievable result for Sheffield United. Um, but yeah, Man City and Rodri do what they do. Pretty standard. No one's really complaining. Like it's just City, I think they des- and they deserved the win, didn't they? They deserved it. Um, fair play to Sheffield. I don't think anyone would have predicted that they'd kept Man City out for so long. Yeah. Or even equalised. So fair play. Yeah, absolutely. Burnley, do you want to stop losing me points on my FPL as well? You yeah, start scoring proper goals. It's everyone though, so it's like it's like if he scores or he doesn't score, it literally doesn't matter because everyone's got the same. Like if he gets everyone zero points or everyone a hundred points, it's literally exactly the same. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. He shouldn't even be able to put Haaland in your team because everybody's got him. Yeah, exactly. Or, or they should just make him so expensive that it's kind of then it's actually like a weight. Like if he was like eighteen million. Then it would kind yeah, of be like, hmm, yeah. hang on a minute, maybe I don't need. Do it. I want to justify yeah. that? Yeah. Um, Burnley have been one that's been disappointing. Obviously, only played a couple of games, but um, at home to Villa, Matty Cash is on fire, saving my FPL while we get to that. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's one to keep an eye on. Um, and then we've got 
obviously Arsenal dropping points already. Um, they've been they yeah. looked great, really. And on the whole, I've seen a lot of anger toward Mikel Arteta. Oh God! Apparently, yeah. well, you know, Arsenal fans are the, the first to get on the, the phone about him, aren't they? But apparently, he I've not been watching Arsenal this season. Apparently, he keeps changing up the eleven. You know, he started. He's had Ben White playing right back for however long he's been at the club. Now he's suddenly moved into centre back. Apparently, he's messing everything up. He's just trying to complicate it. All the Arsenal fans seem to think that he thinks he's Pep, and it's just overthinking everything, making it too complicated. But yeah, I mean, I there think... is a bit of that, and it does seem weird that Gabriel's just kind of disappeared from the face of the earth. We've had party at right back. Um, it does seem very weird. I think more than seem... anything, though, it's just fair play, Fulham. <laughs> Yeah, a good game. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a fair point, but I I think on an Arsenal point of view, yeah, it does seem a bit weird, and yes, it does seem like maybe he's overthinking it. But how many times have we had this conversation about Pep as well? So it's not bad to be like Pep, really. If we've seen Man City many times at the start of the last season when Pep just got rid of all of his fullbacks, all of a sudden we were thinking, no, he's just overthinking it. Uh, they're in a bit of bad yeah. form and then won literally every, pretty much every game to the rest of the season and, and including three yeah three games three games in as well and they've got seven points as well haven't they yeah so, so just yeah. chill yeah exactly um, but it's it's just, it's only because Man City is so good that you just think as soon as you drop points it's done now City have won the league two yeah. points clear it's gone yeah. definitely um, so yeah and then another big one is Man United obviously got a win and they're kind of on a points basis doing okay um so that's not too bad obviously six points but they haven't still haven't looked convincing no and i think the big thing with united is their signings were i think some like i think onana was an interesting signing we'll get obviously we're talking about our top signings in a bit but he's not been convincing enough. Hoyland hasn't even got on the pitch yet. Yes, yeah, and then Mason Mount's been deep in trouble. Like he's <laughs> did he even start against? Oh, no, he went for Ericsson. I think the problem is they brought Mount in to play with Fernandez, but Casemiro can't do it on his own. Um, which <laughs> I've said for quite some time, actually. Um, you have, but uh, he's he's struggling. Uh, whether he scored or not, I don't care. This start of the season, I've not been impressed with Casemiro and I hate to say I told you so but I think as well I think if you want to get the most out of Rashford he has to play off the left yeah and he was much can't play um, taking it back to the FPL dilemma everyone kind of jumping on the Sterling bandwagon who has looked great admittedly against Luton and West Ham um, but um, everyone wants him in but I don't know if I want to get rid of Rashford or Saka or even Salah because Rashford... Oh, not get, I'm not getting rid of Saka. I'm going to give Rashford another week, I think, is probably what I've decided. With, with no yeah. turn. Yeah. Who have Chelsea yeah. got this weekend? Forest at home. Bournemouth. Oh, God. Oh. It's, tempting. it's tempting. Oh, do I get him in? <laughs> it's hard. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, I don't want to spend any points this early on either. That's the problem. Yeah. Right, just before we get into our uh, transfer eleven, then we'll go, we'll talk about Chelsea and Spurs because they're two sides that have, um, I don't know, interested people. I, I've definitely been in, uh, excited by both Chelsea 
I, I think against West Ham, they were unlucky. Sterling looks like he's fully back um, and, and, and sprinting away. Luton, you should be beating them at home. That's fair enough. And then obviously the Liverpool result, they'd look good in the second half. It's certainly a massive improvement and you can see what the plan is, which it, it had been missing for a while. Yeah, it actually looks like there's somebody who knows what they're doing, which is always a bonus. So Poch is a massive upgrade on Frank Lampard. Uh, with a club like Chelsea, he's a massive upgrade on Graham Potter as well. So, Having said that, at the time of the recording, Chelsea are currently playing Wimbledon at home and are one nil <laughs> down. So, yeah, well, we, um, we do love to see that though, don't we? So yeah, but having also, if you look at that Chelsea team, there is a lot of changes, but I mean, there's no excuse. They've got to win. There's the still game. some big players in there, isn't there? Yeah. So um, you'd hope from a Chelsea point of view, they turn it around, but I would quite enjoy They are 20 minutes in as well. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy that result to stay as it is, but fair play to uh, the old Wimbledon. Um, oh, yeah. On, on a Spurs front as well, it's it's good to see again out of the, out of the Carabao Cup already at the hands of Fulham last night, but um <laughs> Yeah, they've had a good start too. Two wins and a, and a draw against Man United. They were decent. They did still. They still are a bit fragile at the back. I think. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think going forwards, the fullbacks look solid in midfield. It's exciting. I'm liking Madison's looking good. Basuma's back. Uh, just like Sterling is really just back to his old self. Um, and the front three, I, I think Richarlison will come good. Maybe. Um, but I, I'm pretty happy with all of it other than the kind of defensive frailties but I think under Foster Coglu they're going to have that so you know it's an exciting you just got to give them some time really haven't we yeah some exactly. time um, but I know you weren't the biggest fan on, over the appointment and you you kind of turned your heads after those first few games nope oh fair enough <laughs> still got to give it time Um, I will I think to be honest I think They've done a good job in getting rid of Kane. Um, I think that was a smart decision, but I just think, how are you going to have Richardson lead your line for the whole season? Yeah, although he scored now, so let's see. It's going to cook. Yeah. He didn't say. score in a Prem, though, which is the no, main yeah. one, and they're, yeah. out, they're out of the cup now. Um, but yeah. That's one of the things they needed to win. Yeah, yeah, that is a, a bit of a shocker. Especially, yeah, it's it's so bad to go out of the Carroll Cup. I mean, it is Fulham, so it's not in the end, it was pens. But if you're Spurs, you just go for that. You put all of your eggs in that basket. Like, what else? You haven't got anything else. <laughs> no, um, the FA Cup it is now. Yeah, and like... can't even say the dodgy, like, Europa Conference League, so not in that. So it's that or the Prem. Yeah. They've got two... That's embarrassing. All right. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, also Luton is playing their first game at home this weekend. So uh, in the, in the oh. league, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm really cross about that. I've been telling my dad. I don't know why I'm so cross about it. I'm fuming. About what? Like, why are Luton not playing in a stadium yet? Why is it taking them like a month? Well, it's because their they, stadium wasn't acceptable. So, well, they shouldn't be in the league then. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Well, yeah, oh. but they couldn't afford... If they're just sat in a championship, why would they spend the money on a stadium they don't need to upgrade? So when they, they be... it's not It's not a me problem. It's a them problem. <laughs> I just think it's poor. <laughs> right. Um, you've, you've been rattled by Luton, have you? So you rattled. Yeah. I'm rattled, man. Um, but yeah, that'll be good. Friday night under the lights at Kenilworth Road against West Ham. That could be tasty. I'm going to go for a Luton win there. No. <laughs> 
Um, I will go for a Luton win. Why not? Up the Hatters. Come on. The Hatters, is that what they are? I think so. They must have made hats or something. They've got a hat on their badge. Yeah. They've also got a B on the badge. Have they? Yeah, it's right in the middle, man. It's quite a nice badge. I I, I enjoy the kind of... I Like we were saying, we actually said this on our trip to Plymouth, didn't we? I quite like a coat of arms, that kind of badge and that kind of... We did, actually, when we went to fits, the Ocean City. It's the narrative. Um, so, yeah. Fair play, and Good badge, but you are getting, going down. Um, so, transfer yes. 11... We are. We've both picked a oh. quarter players. We're aware the transfer window hasn't shut. Just relax. It's not the end of the world, is it? Um, so yeah, we've just picked eleven players. I don't know what Ben's base is on. He doesn't know what I've based mine on. We did it very quickly before we recorded. But yes, let's get into the GK situation. It was quite midfield heavy based on the amount of transfers coming yeah. into the Premier League this season. So that's going to be interesting. Who's got in and who hasn't? But we'll start with goalkeeper. Obviously, who have you picked, Ben? Um, well, there was there's actually like three that I considered. Oh, those three were David Raya, Andre Nana, and Dean Henderson. So I went for David Raya. Oh, okay. Miles clear of the other two. Um, I've got to moan. I'm going to moan again about Onana. Can everybody just calm down about him? Like you've gone from one extreme with De Gea, who can save a ball but can't play out with his feet, to the other. To Onana, who jumps on the floor and punches people in the face, but can't, but can play out with his feet. Brilliant! You might as well have just put Mason Mount in goal. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give him, willing to get give Onana a bit of time. However, he's not my not my goalkeeper of choice in on this occasion. But I haven't gone for any of the names you mentioned. I've actually gone for uh, Robert Sanchez. Um, nah, I'd rather have David Raya. I I I agree, but in terms of the transfer and in what was needed, that I've gone for Sanchez on that. I think David Rice to Arsenal is genius, though. Let them just hear me out. They've spent three million on him this year, with twenty-seven to go. Whatever. They've taken him away from United and Spurs, who both needed a goalkeeper. And Spurs have ended up with some Vicario chap, who I can't lie, I've not heard of. So, not going to comment. Yeah, I mean, I just think like from a, from a at the end of the season, Rai is a great goalkeeper and will probably end up being the Arsenal number one. In my, my guess, my guess at some point he will be the Arsenal number one, um, especially if Aaron Ramsdale keeps going in the wrong direction for shots from about forty yards outside his box. Yeah, um, I would have saved that as well. Um, but. I just think Sanchez, Chelsea needed an upgrade on Kepa. They've got that. Sanchez is, I, I think, he had a tough time at the end of the season for Brighton last year, which might have been off his own doing. But I think he'll have a strong season for them this year. Um, and they didn't spend ridiculous money on him yeah, either, which is exactly. Fair. So, yeah, okay. Uh, into the defence, which was tough because there's not been that many big moves in defensive areas. So I'll be interested to see who you've got across your back for, Ben. I have got, and um, well, I've basically got three centre backs and a right back. Go on. Couldn't think of any left backs. Which one do you want first? Uh, I'll have your. I'll give. I'll have your three centre backs first. We'll discuss the centre backs. So, well, I've got a few options really. I've got Timber. Yeah. Torres, Gavardiol, and Mickey Van der Ven. So interestingly, the two I've only... I chose were Van der Ven. Yeah. And Torres. 
So I've gone I've gone for Van der Ven as well, despite his own goal yesterday. Um I think he could be I mean he's a big upgrade on the rest of the Spurs defence. I still think they need another one. One more. Um yeah. but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a good sign and he looked promising early on. Um Paul Torres, I've already put him on fraud watch in a couple of episodes oh, no. ago, didn't I? So when uh, Villa lost to Newcastle. So unfortunately he is now being cast into my um Casemiro, Casemiro boat. boat. Um <laughs> so he won't be coming back. Um he's a, my agenda is set on him and when when they're in the Casemiro cupboard, you don't you don't come back out. Um, so yeah, not for me. Um, but I have gone for um Bayer for Burnley just because it's a 15 million pound sign in from a player that was really important to them last season. And the chances are, if Burnley have a strong season, he will be a big part of that and definitely will get if he if he moves the profit they make from that center back signing would be big if things go their way. I mean, it could they could go down. After the first couple of games they've had, yeah, um, and we never hear him again. But I, I imagine neither of those things will happen, and he'll go to a, a bigger club at some point. Yeah, he he looks all right. Uh, Gavardio, I actually can't lie; I've only watched two games of him in my whole life. Uh, one, he lost seven nil to City, and the other one, Messi turned him into a bit of a, a bit of a joke. So, um, yeah, yeah, seems a bit unnecessary. Yeah, they probably... even started him. Yeah, exactly. That's that's just why I haven't gone for him. And Timber, I just haven't gone for him because he's probably not going to play again. Yeah, so, it's a shame. He looked really good in a couple of things. Uh, yeah. He played in the Shield, didn't he? He was good there. So my fullbacks, I actually had Timber as the left back of choice. The uh, the one I thought we might discuss would be Livermento. Uh, interesting signing, but again, he sort of didn't do anything last season or the second half of last season. Apart from getting relegated, of course. But uh, right back, I've gone for Montiel, the man who scored the match-deciding penalty in two major finals this year. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a shout I didn't consider, to be fair. So, yeah, that's a, it's a good option. I, I did go for Livermento as my right back. And I've gone for Kerkez as my left back for Bournemouth. Ooh, the Hungarian chap. Yeah, the, the wonder kid. He's gone straight into the side, doesn't look out of place, so... Hopefully, for Bournemouth's sake, that's going to be a, a bit of a, an exciting one to watch for them. So, yeah, I've gone for Van der Ven uh, and uh, Bayer as my centre-backs and then Kirkes and Livermento as my full-backs. And so, who have you gone for? Four? I went for Timber at left-back, Van der Ven, Torres and Montiel. So, we need to decide. Are we are we doing one joint? Uh, no, we'll do two separate ones. That's exactly... At the end, we'll do one. At the end, we'll do one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, the midfield three then, and I'll be honest, I've been a bit cheeky. I've got one someone that I'd like a bit further up the pitch. So I mean we weren't too strict on positions. Um but in my midfield three it's tough because there's so many options but I didn't want to yeah. go too obvious and I was kind of considering price as well. So I've gone for Declan Rice at the at the base of my midfield. Yeah I've got Rice more. as well. Um he's just one of those you even though the fee was huge, it's a fee that I, I don't think anyone was really screaming about not that many people anyway compared to the likes of Caicedo and Lavia who haven't gone for either yeah. of those men I back no I haven't either or Shabozlai and Jefferson Lerma Jefferson Lerma right okay uh okay. I've gone for Rice I couldn't decide between Shabozlai or McAllister and I've gone for a bit of an out there one JWP 
Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Who who did you go for out of McAllister and Shibasai? I will choose McAllister just to spice it up. I think Sabozlai is good. He's getting a bit too much love, but I just genuinely so pleased when we signed McAllister. Can't even describe to you. So I went for him. Yeah, no, I, I rate that. Like, like we said, the rice one's done. And then, yeah, McAllister's great. I don't have a problem with that. And and I just have been more impressed than I expected I would be from Chibozlai. So that's why I've gone in. And Lerma was a free transfer and Crystal Palace have got a bit of a steal there because he's, he's a quality player. So um, I thought he deserved the shout bargain. I think JWP though is fantastic. Yeah. Um also thought we should talk about Tenali. Yeah. He's he's he looked, looked look he looks pretty happy at his time in Newcastle. He's enjoying yeah, the spoons. He's loving it, isn't he? <laughs> um I don't know if you want to count James Madison as well as a midfielder, but well so here we go. This is my next one. We'll get into the forward line. I've got Madison as one of my forward three. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I I put him as one of the the options, and I can't decide between. I've tried to keep him in, in like as most much position as I can, so I've put him. It's him or Diaby on the right wing for me, really. Well, I might put him on the left, and I'll put Diaby on the right. Okay, uh, on the left, I had Harvey Barnes. Ooh. No, I'm not convinced about Harvey. I mean, it's a good signing and an upgrade for Liverpool for New for Newcastle. <laughs> Um, but Anthony Gordon is holding that spot down. Fair play, Anthony Gordon. I hold my hands up. I might have got it wrong on you, my friend. Um, I'll do the same as you then. I'll put Madison on the left, DRB on the right. I agree. Yeah. I think I'd take those two first before. I'll be going. I'll be going. Yeah. So that leaves our striker, who I've not gone for an out and out number nine. Kind of not anyway, but he does play. For you haven't put team. Kai Havertz, have you? I haven't put Kai Havertz, no. Have, have you? No, no chance. That is a very bizarre signing. Chelsea must be loving that. They spent, what, 65 million on him? 75 million on him, according to Transfermarkt. Yeah. So who have you gone for then? Oh, I couldn't decide again. I've got four names. Oh. Yeah, I've got Hoyland. Not for me. Nkunku. Haven't seen play yet. Pedro, João Pedro, who can't nail down his spot. So I've gone for Nicholas Jackson. I think he's going to be incredible when he gets going. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm torn between two as well. I've got Pedro and Jackson too. Um, I have Pedro, but I agree that Jackson Jackson looks good already, and it's just ooh, I I think I'll go with Jackson as well. It's hard to not point. He's yeah, the season he's had as well. He's looked good. His link up Sterling looks decent too. So yeah, I'll go for Jackson. Then we'll agree on that one. We'll well we'll agree on the whole front three. Um, yeah. And then midfield, we got we got. So goals. we need to decide on our team then, as a. So who were the options in goal? Yours was Sanchez versus Raya, which is tough. Maybe I'll give you Sanchez because Raya's not technically signed; he's on loan. Yeah, go on then. You give me him. I'll give you that one. Who was your centre back? My centre backs were Van der Ven, who gets in. Yeah. And then Pau Torres. I can't put him in. He's in my cupboard of. Casemiro. But he also hasn't lost three games in a row. He's only but only played two games. Oh, two <laughs> games in a row. I'll I'll give you I'll I'll give you your midfield. How you about can. how about you give me Timber instead? Kirk is the, like the Kirkish shout. Yeah, but I can put Timber at centre back. Right, fair enough. Yes, I'll, I'll accept that. Thank you. 
Um, Kirkers, get him in. Better yeah. his actual left back as well. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll have Rice. So Shibazai on my who, who was who was right wing? But sorry, who's right back? Montiel or Livermento? Oh, that's a good shout. I mean, Montiel didn't cross my mind, but I'm happy to put him in actually. Thanking you. This um, is the most like civil we've ever been. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, it's early in the season, so I think that's that's why we're quite relaxed yeah. at the moment. We were just talking before in the middle of recordings. We were like the international break is next week. How mental is that? Yeah. I just don't need that. I'm just Stupid. starting to enjoy the Premier League and you're taking it away from me already. What yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to when they spice it to two games a week. Yeah. Feels like I'm waiting for that. And now, yeah. Well, the choice of the Premier League and the international associations is unbelievable. It's a farce. So, yeah, that's that's frustrating. But, um, yeah, so, and then midfield then, what we said, so definitely Declan Rice. Um, it's a matter of... Decky Rice gets in. Shibos McAllister, it. that's the uh, interesting one. Let's just put them both in. What, no JWP? I think I'd rather have McAllister. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I'm happy with that then. I didn't want to be biased. I put them so, both yeah. on the same side, but I'm, I want them both in. Yeah, I'll put the two two individual teams out on Twitter as well if you want to let us know your thoughts, uh, if we've missed anyone. Oh, can I change it then? Can I have Sabozlai and McAllister in mine? Nah, James Ward-Prowse deserves a shot. Oh, what about... Oh, what about... Uh, kudos. Yeah, I thought about that too. I mean, West Ham's midfield—they've done a proper midfield. Done a great job. Why didn't they we really do have, that? Yeah, literally, literally. If you took, if you ended up buying I don't know, Alvarez, Kudus, and Alvarez and Ward Prowse, oh, yeah, yeah. like as well as the two you've already got is probably what you needed. <laughs> yeah, where's that gone? So yeah, that's oh. interesting. West Ham have done the rebuild that Liverpool needed to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still pleased with McAllister and Sabah's life. Endo, don't know why we didn't go for Alvarez, but you know, whatever. We're going to get Gravenberg, according to David Ornstein. Bring him in. <laughs> and we'll see what happens next. Yeah. Well, there you go. That is our Premier League and, round. And the attack was the same, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed just chatting football to be honest. It's been quite a nice podcast to feel. I don't know about you, Ben. Uh, I've absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, although I have got one more question for you. Go on. New manager, transferred manager. Transferred manager. Oh God, he put me on the newest spot. appointment. So we got available there then. So we got Coglu, Coglu, uh, Poch, Poch. Um, Ariola. What's his name? Oh um, yeah. I- you're Bournemouth, Geezer. You're on Bournemouth, what you are. I am. Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill. Yeah, um, for some reason, I don't think you're going to put him in. No, I'm going to go for Postacogli. Okie dokie. I will go for Potch. Why not? Yeah, for, I can see that coming. Let us know. Yeah. Make sure you check out us on Twitter. We're nearly at 800 followers. So if we can get... I'm probably going to get to 1,000 kind of by the end of the year, which was my aim a while ago. Um, so, yeah. Let's, let's do that, please. And also... Um, can you leave us a five star rating on Spotify, please? I'd like to get <laughs> up a bit. Um, whether, even if you hate the podcast, I mean, you can't, you've got this far. Um, just be nice and just give us a five star rating, please. Yeah, just just like give us a DM as well. Give us something to talk about. If you want to come on, text us. We're ready. We're always we're especially, open ready, really. Especially with the international break. We'll definitely get a guest on over then because we're going to be bored out of minds. Um, we are going to be so, our mind. yeah check it out and we'll see you next week hopefully on Monday um, and yeah have a good weekend goodbye goodbye